Welcome to another episode of Awkwardly Cool. Hope everyone is doing well. So we have gotten into the NBA Finals and we're basically back to where we started because both teams are tied up. But instead of being 0-0, now they are each tied at two apiece, winning both games at home. So I suppose, as some people like to say, the series hasn't started yet. Because one team hasn't won on the road, but we could end the series with no teams winning on the road as well. So the series really not get started. Hey, it's one of those things that tend to stick. So we tend to go with it because it sounds good. And we'll go over that the Bucks won their latest game for yesterday, at least at the time of this recording, though. This is going to come out on Friday. But the Bucks were able to win 109 to 103. And where to start? I suppose it's fair to start by talking about the two stars. Devin Booker absolutely showed out last night by scoring, or two nights ago by the time this comes out, scoring 42 points coming off of his dismal game three in which he only scored 10 he was able to come out. If you remember, Monty Williams benched him near the end of the game. People were wondering uh, what Monty was thinking, but potentially that and a variety of other factors, as well as Devin Booker just plain being a good player who's not going to play terribly two games in a row. He was able to come back and have a phenomenal performance. And he played well enough for his team to win, but as we'll go into a little bit later on, it was not quite enough because on the other side, the Bucks were also able to get a phenomenal performance of their own in Chris Middleton, who scored 40 points with six rebounds, four assists, just an all-around great game for him. Uh, I was looking at some of the stats. You guys know how I'm a fan of game score. If you don't know what game score is, game score is essentially the set you can find on Basketball Reference that gives a single game number for how good someone played. Uh, So a game score of 25 or more points, and I'm pretty sure they have this in NBA 2K, so you've probably seen it there as well, is... Anyway, a game score of 25 or more is really, really good. And... This was another game in which Chris Middleton had a great game score. It was a game score of 27.7, perhaps only second to Giannis having 29.5. That's a crazy thing with Giannis. We we don't think he's not doing that well because game four seemed more like a an average game for him, especially relative to games two and games three, where he was able to score 40 plus points back to back. And in a whole hum game for Giannis, he had 26 and 14, which just goes to show you how special he is. Add to that eight assists as well. Guys, he he's a superstar level player. When someone can score like that almost in their sleep and not just score like that just play an all-around game in which for other people that would be considered career games he's a superstar level player 
Not saying I have to say that because most people would have Giannis in their top five, but he earned two MVPs for a reason. And he's a great player who deserves his respect, especially if they're able to come out and win the title. Anyway, I'm kind of going off topic, but going back to game score, especially to show how well Chris Middleton has played. Again, he had a game score of 27. Four of Chris Middleton's top five game scores in the playoffs have all occurred in this year's playoffs. Four of his top five game scores ever in the playoffs have occurred this year. Two against Atlanta, two against Brooklyn, and the one versus Phoenix in game four. Chris Middleton, he's not a superstar level player because of how inconsistent he is. And we'll see if he's able to take this performance with him on the road. But he has shown to be, he has shown to have the ability to play incredibly well when the Bucs have needed him. And he's played well enough that the Bucks have found themselves in the position they're in, in the finals and two games away from winning an NBA championship. It's impressive. It's it's truly impressive what they've done and how that they've been able to do it. Drew Holiday can't shoot. He hasn't, but at the same time, I was about to say he hasn't played. He's played inconsistently, offensively at least. But defensively, he's continued to be a dog, hounding Chris Paul, which I'm not going to get into much now because I'm going to get into a little bit later. But regardless of what happens to Drew on offense, you can always trust him on the defensive side of the ball to put pressure on whoever he's on. Uh, It's been Chris Paul the past couple games, but he's been able to showed the ability to limit Devin Booker, able to grab rebounds, and even hit clutch shots every once in a while as well. He's been good. Speaking of clutch shots, Pat Connaughton also has made clutch shots. Remember, if if you remember, he had that three-point shot that gave the Bucks the two-point lead late, late in the fourth quarter, the one that uh, Giannis found him out in the corner for. He's he's just been really he's just been good for the Bucks. He's one of those guys who's not uh, huge household names, but he hustles, uh, can knock down open shots. He he rebounds well for a, a guard also, which works which works within the Buck system. He's just been a valuable player and crucial to what the Bucks have been doing and one of the reasons they were able to pull out game four and pull out game three going back to the suns again the issue was devin booker had 42 that wasn't the issue Uh, let me phrase that correct correctly the only reason they were in the game was with devin booker's 42 because rest of the sun starters had 38 points they were leading much of the game as well. But the issue is when the Bucks get as many offensive rebounds as, as they did, when the Bucks 
get as many uh, scores off of turnovers as they did, it's hard to win. The Bucks had 19 more shot attempts than than the Suns. Again, they had 19 more shot attempts than the Suns. The Suns shot phenomenally well. They had a field goal percentage of 51%. They didn't shoot super well from three, only 30%. But overall, like when you when you have a field goal percentage above 50%, when you when you re- they had 40 rebounds they had 40 rebounds as well i mean eight less than the bucks but still 40 rebounds it's pr- it's pretty good they still lost and again the turnovers 17 total turnovers 18 assists to 17 turnovers relative to the bucks who had 22 assists to only five turnovers. Sometimes it really is as simple, and this applies to at least the sports I follow in basketball and in football. Sometimes it's just about winning the turnover battle, and the Suns had more than triple the turnovers the Bucks did. And I do want to give credit to the Bucks again. They are a long and lengthy team which can be tough for teams to deal with, which can lead to opposing teams playing recklessly and having almost uncharacteristic turnovers. It's it's not a prerequisite for a great defense, but it is another mark for a team that plays great defense. And... For the Bucks, the number one uh, team defense in the playoffs, and that's what they've been able to do against the Suns. However, admittedly, it helps when the one of the star players are going up against someone who is supposed to be the point guard. CP3 has not been playing like a point guard. Again, this is a guy who makes his living, who makes his mark, who makes a name for himself as the quintessential point guard. And let me first say, I am not going to be hating on CP3. I love Chris Paul. He is my second favorite player after LeBron. Again, not going to get too into it, but I want him to to do well and... I'm not going to make it a secret that I am partially rooting for the Suns. However, even though I am a fan of his, I will call it like it is. And if I'm being completely honest, he was garbage in game four. Could not handle the ball well. Had bad turnovers live ball turnovers that which led to scores on the other end tripping over his own feet at the end when they were the sun were just down by two in the fourth fourth quarter and just need something to to tie the game again cp3 was awful if he if he had the good game 
they win. But he doesn't even need a good game. If he has an above average game, they win. Again, he didn't even need an above average game. If Chris Paul plays average, just average, not throwing the ball away and giving it up to the other team, the Suns win. The Suns win. They're up 3-1 going home. And Devin Booker's performance doesn't go go to waste. Instead, he played awfully. Remember when I was talking about game score? So, uh, remember what I mentioned. Giannis had a game score of 29. Chris Middleton had a game score of 27. Or let's round it up to 28. And Devin Booker essentially had a game score of 26. You know what CP3's game score was? You knew his game was bad, so... What, maybe closer to 20, maybe 15, maybe 10? No, it was much lower than that. He had a game score of 2.4. 2.4. That is terrible. Absolutely terrible for the caliber of player that CP3 is. To have a game score of 2.4 and you didn't you don't even need that stat if you were watching the game to see how everything just looked off with him it just looked off he didn't look comfortable with the ball the shot is a shot but even easy sh- shots that are easy for him he was uncharacteristically missing everything about that game he just didn't look right at all and credit to the bucks they were able to take advantage you beat the opponents in front of you and if you beat the opponents in front of you that's just what it is you don't have to apologize for it you don't have to accommodate for someone who is playing uncharacteristically bad and as i mentioned hero holiday has been playing phenomenal defense he's been hounding chris paul has been abusing him and uh, touching up on him even before once Chris Paul gets the ball all the way up to half court, it wears you down. However, superstar players are considered superstar players for a reason. And CP three is considered a superstar player. Now I will say I was sort of curious because I was like, man, that game was so bad. Do other players have games like this? Or other great players have games this bad in the playoffs, like this bad, like a game score of 2.4 just seemed incredibly low to me. So I just did a random search on basketball reference of game scores with uh, five or less of some star players. So for CP3, he's had eight games, including uh, the game in game four, in which he's had a game score of, of five or less. In the playoffs, Michael Jordan has had one, only one that occurred in 1995 against Orlando Magic. So that was basically when he was just coming out of retirement as well. LeBron James had had four games like that with his most recent occurring in 2017 playoffs against the Boston Celtics. And Magic had two. One of those games occurring in 1996 
in which Magic was 36 years old, so way past his prime. Though I also understand that CP3 is 36 years old as well, and he's past his prime also. But it's worth mentioning, I thought. That's just to say, upon a search, it has happened to great players before in the playoffs. Even the great Michael Jordan, even the great LeBron James, and those are considered the top two players of all time in whatever order you choose to put them in. CP3 is going to come back. Remember, he had a bad game against the Clippers in Game 5. He was able to come back phenomenally in Game 6. Not sure if he's going to have come out with a 36-piece or 35-plus points again. However, it's in the realm of possibility. I feel like he is going to come back in Game 5. It's one of those things where before the game occurred, based on how Game 3 happened, I was a little worried, a little more worried about my son's pick. And because the Bucks just looked like the bigger team that could do absolutely whatever they wanted. But the thing that I was holding out hope for, at least for the, on the Suns' case, is that DeAndre Ayton was in foul trouble. Devin Booker had a bad performance. They're going to come back. And it was mainly DeAndre Ayton being in foul trouble because if DeAndre Ayton's in foul trouble, they have absolutely no one for Giannis. They have absolutely no one for Giannis. And even when Giannis doesn't score initially, either him or one of his teammates is just going to get the offensive rebound because they are that much bigger than the Suns. Size matters. It helped the Lakers a lot in last year's playoffs, and it may be what pushes the Bucks over the edge to win the finals, which is why DeAndre Ayton is so key to the Suns, because he is the main reason they even have not only a chance against the Bucks, but a fairly good chance, because you have to remember the Suns went up 2-0 initially. And were considered fairly heavy favorites after those two games. And as I mentioned before, Chris Paul has an average game. The Suns are up 3-1 in the playoffs. Devin Booker, excuse me, not Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton did a better job of staying out of foul trouble in game four. And it was much closer, even with the 17 turnovers. And again, this is with uh, Chris Middleton having one of his best game. Remember when I said four of his top five game scores of, of all time in the playoffs as occurred in this year's playoffs? Uh, one of those was against the Suns as well, in which he, he's just been playing phenomenally well. But again... The Suns can hold out hope that, hey, if we just do a better job of taking care of the ball, we can keep DeAndre Aiden on the court. We'll be good. Devin Booker doesn't necessarily have to score 42, his team, but the teammates just have to do it, be better. Whether it's DeAndre Aiden, who is capable of more, not necessarily more in the post-up, but his teammates can do a better job of finding him, especially when he has smaller players matched up against him. And when he is on the roll, uh, Mikel Bridges can do a better job of getting shots for himself as well, being more aggressive. It's going to help them being back on their home court. 
the Suns can still pull this series out. And I am still picking the Suns to win in six games. However, again, wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks were able to pull it out. Like Giannis has just been phenomenal. He's just been the best player in this series by far. Because regardless if the Bucks win or lose, he is going to put it all out there on the court. And he has been a superstar player, but in these play- playoffs, he's establishing himself as a superstar level player in which few, few players in the league can truly be ranked above him. I'll be honest with you, in last year's playoffs, based on how well Anthony Davis was playing, on how well he was shooting, considering he was on an all-time hot streak, especially for him, shooting the ball in the playoffs uh, in last year, I had the thought that maybe Anthony Davis might be better than Giannis, potentially. Potentially, potentially. Ultimately, I don't think I came to that conclusion because, again, he's playing with LeBron. And when you're the secondary star next to LeBron, just like with Kyrie, it can make you look a lot better than you actually are. And again, Anthony Davis plays phenomenal defense, does a lot of the same things that Giannis can do defensively. And some would even argue better, at least one-on-one. However, scoring-wise, consistency-wise, Giannis Blows AD out of out of the water. There's a reason why Giannis has two MVPs and AD has zero. Giannis is doing this as the man on his team, as the man. He, of course, he'll get performances from from Chris Middleton once in a while. Same thing with Drew Holiday every once in a while, but less so. But Giannis is doing this where even like I mentioned in Game Four, an average game for him was 26, 14, and 8. Only player I really remember having average games like that for is LeBron James, where essentially he could almost have a triple-double in his sleep. There are so few players you can say that for, and Giannis is one of those few players. He's, He's been playing well. He's been playing really well. And again, I'm hoping whatever happens in these playoffs, and you, you know what how happened if they win, he's going to get his respect. It's been a good series. Game four was finally a close game. May have many more close games to come, or at least two more close games, close close games to come. Because, hey, we're close to the end of the series and close to the end of basketball, of the uh, close to the end of the season. I do not know why I can't talk. But it's been a phenomenal year, even with some of the injuries. But we have a chance of having a new champion. Players have made star turns in which they have established themselves as either stars or upcoming superstars whether it's someone like a Trey Young 
or someone like a Devin Booker or even someone like a DeAndre Ayton where it's like he's played so well, maybe someone you need to look out for. And even Chris Middleton reestablishing himself as a star. It's been great to see. Have loved watching the playoffs. Thanks so much for listening to Awkwardly Cool. Hope you guys take care.